1: Live. Hello and welcome to the Gateway to Grace call. Tonight we're going to be talking about asking for help and also another important aspect of asking for help is then actually allowing yourself to receive the help that is being offered. This is a subject that's near and dear to me and James's hearts, uh, something that yep. we've been working on for a long time and i think it also has struck a chord with a lot of people cuz i i heard from a lot of people who couldn't be on the call and asked to be proxied in as we are doing the sessions tonight so this is uh this is a biggie i think so i'm really excited to do this one and it's interesting today i was supposed to be interviewing somebody um to help me with some web things and they totally blew me off and I was thinking, oh, well, here we are. Isn't this interesting? And tonight's call is receiving and asking for help. It seemed very appropriate. And sometimes that's what happens when when I put it out there that we're going to work on a specific repatterning, we're discussing a specific topic on the gateway to grace, Then all of a sudden, don't you know, the pattern shows up in my life, too. So we're, we're doing this r- work right along with you guys. So thanks so much for joining us. I'm here with my husband, James Dempsey. You want to say hey, James? Hello.
0: Um, asking for help is very difficult for me. I was not raised. I was raised uh, to not ask for help, and asking for help was not okay because, and, and it, you know, it, 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 in terms of my parents, it was like um, they were trying to empower each and Every one of us, as individuals, saying, "You know, you're good enough. You're smart enough. You can do it yourself," and, you, and they and they repeated that particular mantra a lot, and so it did. It, it made us. It, it it did empower us on one end, but on the other end, there's a lot of times where you need to ask for help, and and it made us. It, it sort of crippled that, that area of our all of my all of my siblings have a very difficult time asking for help so
1: yeah and I've got that abandoned child karma going and one of the aspects of the abandoned child is there's like two ends of the spectrum and I'm on the end that's like I don't need nothing I don't need nobody I can do it myself there's no one here is going to help me I'm in this (laughs) <laughs> all alone so that's my pattern and there's this scene in the jerk i don't know if you've seen the movie the jerk it's um it's an old movie with steve martin and there's this scene where he's like i don't need nothing just this ashtray and this umbrella and actually i'm going to uh i'm going to post that in the chat room to link to it it's 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 funny and it's sad because it's so dead on true.
0: Yeah, it's very true. It's it's so apropos. So let's let's do an invocation here. So everyone on this call and everyone joining this call, listening to it, uh, perhaps not live in the future, listen to a recording. You can
2: you can do this visualization.
0: So visualize that everyone on this call is
2: standing around a. A small pond filled with red water. And hold hands with your neighbor. So we're all going to
0: join together as a group. So our group energy will uh, be together. Visualize a platinum crown on your head. A pointy king's crown has, has many points. It's not the velvet one with the cross on top. It's, oh, that's, This platinum crown is your intended to the divine.
2: Now, visualize that your toes and heels are the roots of a tree. And like a
0: special effect in a movie, burrow those toe and heel roots right into
2: the ground. Excellent. Oh, very good. Now Eagle Drive is going to be an eagle, but uh, you can choose
0: your bird of prey. You could be a hawk or 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 owl or, or um a falcon. Choose your bird of prey and grip the ground with those toe and heel roots using
2: the talons of the bird of prey of your choice, yes. Now we're going to start belly
0: breathing. We'll breathe in through our nose. Big deep breath and out through our mouth. And on the in-breath, blow up your belly like a balloon. And on the out-breath, deflate that belly bone. Now on the next in-breath, we're going to pull up red water through those toe and heel roots, all the way up our legs and up our torso. We're going to spray it out the top of our head like a fountain at a park. So, big, deep breath. Pull up red. Spray out head. And on the out breath. Pull that red back down like a thermometer dropping it. That's it. Rapidly.
2: Pull up red. Spray out head. Pull that red back down. So, you're making a connection from Mother Earth to Father
0: Sky and from Father Sky to Mother Earth. So you're making a connection in two directions. And you should feel much
2: more solid
0: and present when you do this red exercise. And connected to your neighbor, connected to everyone else on this call. So thank you, thank you, thank
1: you. Liz? Hey. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, Trish is wondering if she can get some sound. No, guest date. How does one get sound? Do you want to um, deal with that, James? Will I continue on here?
0: How, uh,
1: you how type, do I get some sound? You could um, type in that they can um, click on the the streaming audio or if they don't get that they'll have to log back in again. Okay. So so how do you feel when you need to ask for help? <laughs> so this is what we're going to be looking at tonight. And this there's actually a lot of information that I have um that's incorporated into the resonance repatterning system around asking for help. And there's actually a couple of repatternings that deal specifically with giving and receiving help. I'm not quite sure if we're going to do those repatternings because uh, I'm just going to check the group's energy field and see what the group is needing. But um, So we might talk a little bit about that, but I thought what we'd do is get a higher perspective that... Um, James will channel a, a member of the Council of Elohim for us to find out what is it with us humans that we have trouble asking for help, and then when help is there, sometimes we don't even know it's there, or we don't um, we don't fully allow it in. So we're going to speak to a member of the Council, and James, you can let me know when you're ready.
0: Okay. I have typed in to the chat room all of that.
1: Okay, fabulous. Thank you. Uh,
0: this is a guide is called A And uh, this
2: guide is very This guide is, is is incredibly practical. Some some guides are very um, esoteric and this guide's pretty practical, so Hello.
1: Hi, who is this?
2: Uh, Abby and
1: Oh, thank you for coming.
0: From the council.
1: Yes. So um, tonight our topic is asking for help and allowing ourselves to receive it. So we thought it would be good to get the council's perspective on, on this, and in particular just wondering why it is so difficult to ask for help. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's
2: it's not difficult for everybody. And
0: yet for those that it is difficult, and there's a good percentage of, of people that have difficulty with this, it, there's a lot of different issues connected with why it's difficult for us for help. Some of them are worthiness issues, and we have dealt with worthiness on
2: several of these calls, yes? Yes. Yeah. But for the most part, especially in
0: your continent of North America, where I would think the majority of your
2: callers are from. America is a very young society, and it was based upon pioneering principles.
0: And although some of those pioneering principles are cooperative, for the most part, these pioneering principles are individualistic, yes?
1: Right, yes.
0: And the individualistic and the can-do attitude, the, the flip side of that is, is that you touched upon
2: it in your opening that, you know, that... I can do it myself. I don't need to ask for help from anybody. And and the the caveat to that is that sometimes you do need to ask for help.
0: And the more you can actually ask for help, perhaps a better amount of cooperation, your society is having a difficult time because. One faction of your one faction of 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 your government is making it sound like asking for help is is ridiculous, and asking for help is you're you're you a
2: uh, you're a drain on society if you dare do something like ask for help. And there there's
0: one half of your of your. The political philosophy in North America that is espousing that asking for help or, or or even receiving help is 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 bad, and there's a large amount of of the populace of your North America that that buys into that. Yes.
1: Right. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what you said about the more you can ask for help, the better the cooperation?
2: Imagine if if everyone could feel comfortable asking for help.
0: The the flip side of being able to ask for help is that you'd probably be willing to give someone help. And it's interesting that, that most of, of of you humans that feel feel like you have a difficult time asking for help most of you would actually give help willingly to someone who would ask for it do you find that to be true of yourself
1: i do and actually what i see a lot in my practice with my clients is while they don't want to ask for help, they often have a hard time saying no. So giving freely of
0: of of, of your own assistance to someone else who would ask for help, it's not a problem, but ask for help for yourself. There's all kinds of worthiness issues and other uh, perhaps humorous issues. I don't need any help. I, I'm capable of, of doing these things on my own, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I do believe that there's an aspect of not wanting to appear weak or needy.
0: In your society, Western society in general, not just North America, but but uh, uh, Europe, et cetera, uh, South America as well,
2: is very individualistic in wanting to uh, being able to ask for help would actually
0: make for a more cooperative
1: society
0: as opposed to the antagonistic society that you have at this time.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And what I feel like also is that there are societal patterns that and conditioning that we um, have inherited. There's also family patterns around asking for help. Uh, I know in my family, one of the sort of 12 commandments that my great-grandfather actually wrote down (laughs) is um, you don't talk about your your problems with anybody. And so um, certainly that would preclude one from asking for help. So that's a family pattern that I also need to work through, as well as I believe it's a karmic issue as well. Can you talk a little bit more about some of these um, more maybe esoteric, energetic patterns around um, giving and receiving?
2: So much of your society is... uh, uh, It's a society of, of, of
0: immigrants. It's a society that came to North America with a suitcase and made their way, or not. Maybe there was failure involved, but uh, they made their way starting with, for the most part, starting with nothing. So yeah. there's two sides to it. There's that individualistic pull yourself up from, with your, from your bootstraps. But the other thing is that the effort, the the ethnic folks would move to a city filled with their... and they'd move into an area in the city filled with their ethnicity. So there was definitely a support system that they would move into. If they were coming from Poland, they would move to a Polish community somewhere um, and they tended to be in the upper Midwest. If they were Irish, they would move to an Irish community in in, in Boston or New York City, or et cetera. So they did, they did tend, immigrants did tend to go where they were
2: comfortable with their own clans. So initially, there probably
0: were was a support system where it was... Actually, okay to ask for help, but there are there are certain ethnicities where self sufficiency is is prized, and any asking for help is is looked upon as a weakness. And there are many, many, many strains or societal strains where asking asking for help is is considered a weakness and that's that's kind of sad, actually
1: now, what about the patterns that I see in myself and in in my clients as well that when we're conditioned to not expect help to be there or we've been brought up to to um to believe that it's not okay to have needs, or that help is not available for us, then we start to filter out potential sources of assistance. We don't even see them. It's not Absolutely. part of our perception.
0: The, 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 they're not there, and they, and they could be right in front of you, but you don't. You, you're, your your mind's eye has already decided that the help isn't there, so the sources of help that are perhaps
2: even all around you are blind spots. And then uh, another and, and, ask... Sorry, and, energetically, and energetically,
0: you're not drawing that those sources of help into a place where you can see them, because... Energetically, you're already shut down.
1: Right, right. And that, I guess, brings me to the second piece of asking for help is then being able to actually receive it and and utilize it to its fullest benefit. And that is another issue that I see um, <clears throat> in myself and in my clients as well it's not being able to actually receive the full, full benefit. So maybe we ask for help from people that aren't able to give it, or we ask for help, but maybe it doesn't show up in the way that we would like it to or that we expect it to. So
0: It's so excruciating for some folks to ask for help, and then, and then when it shows up, it's even—it's almost even worse than it was so hard to ask in the first place, and then the help will show up, and your your system might sabotage the help, or your system might not be able, as you say, not be able to receive. But there's a there's a bunch of different ways that it could happen that that you're not able to receive it, or you're not able to utilize it. For example, you need to paint your living room and, and a bunch of people show up and you don't have enough materials to utilize them all. Or the or the person in charge of the job is sort of incapable of directing the help so that it it's useful. And, you know, the help that just showed up, some of them might be standing around or that type of thing. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, that does. And that that brings me to another aspect, which is delegating. A a large part, I guess, of of being able to to delegate is to know what you need and, and ask for it. So you could see how that could get in the way in your workplace, for example.
0: It, it's quite a it, it it it's quite a complicated thing. You think, oh, asking for help, asking for help, but there's there's a lot of different aspects to where there are issues about it. So you have asking for help, then receiving help, and then as you say, delegating responsibility, delegating tasks, feeling worthy of, of receiving the help that you it takes all of your effort to even ask for in the first place
1: and then trusting that whomever is giving the help is competent to to give it
0: they're, and and they're competent to give it
2: and they're also giving it freely with love as opposed to begrudging so yeah there's a
1: there's a lot here.
2: There's <laughs> a lot of stuff going on.
0: So, Yeah. Sounds like you have enough for good for patterning.
1: Right. I was just going to ask you if, um, are there any patterns that you think would be most beneficial to, to work with or do you think it would be better just to open up the group energy and, and tap in and see what comes up?
2: Do the session as you normally would because
0: the, the the process pulls out the right things, especially with the group energy. The, this your your resonance repatterning process is is very pure, so it doesn't really need to be directed from, from outside of itself.
1: Right. Okay, good. Trust um,
0: Trust the trust. process.
1: Yes trust the process.
0: And and perhaps now might be a time to ask any of the callers if they have anything in particular that they would like to be included.
1: Yes, um before we we sign off with you, do you have an energy forecast for us for the next few weeks?
0: It's been a pretty crazy month. B- between the last call and this call for the- at present, it seems to be. We seem to be right now in in a lull, but the. It, it was as if, it was as if we signed off. The council signed off
2: on, our last month's call, and then the the ride started up. So, it seems to have been. We seem to be at present in in a respite that we were, we've been talking about for the last several of these calls. The energies for the next
0: several of your months, you have your month of May and June and
2: July, so uh, approximately 60 to 80 of your days It's
0: still going to be a very mixed bag. There's still going to be a lot of chaos and turmoil with respites in between. You should expect that the energies towards the end of July and and into August and into September should should even out some. But between now between now and the middle of your month of July there's still going to be some chaos and turmoil with respites in between. So one of the keys is to recognize when you are in a period of relative calm that is the time to take as much action as you can and get as much stuff done as you can before before the chaos starts to... make it more difficult to to operate smoothly. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. And, you know, I'm wondering if um, this chaos that you're talking about is, is this what's going on with the earth changes that um, we've experienced here on earth with um, the earthquakes?
0: Yes, earth changes, earthquakes, earthquakes tsunamis floods you have you have war chaos all over you you're having riots Mother earth is not happy with with the fracking Mother Earth is not happy that the lungs of the earth all those thousands of acres of rainforest being cut down on a daily basis Mother Earth is, is not happy. But the cosmos is also in chaos as well. The sun's fonts there's there's uh
2: there's
1: planetary
0: and stargate a al- lot uh,
2: uh, alignments that are quite chaotic. It's it's like an extended period. An extended boot camp for anyone who is the least bit in tune is is feeling a lot of chaos,
0: and, and it, it's it's shaking out a lot of this life's negativity, and it's also shaking out a lot of of karmic negativity. So there is an opportunity here for everyone. Although it's, it's it's and, and the opportunity's good, but it, it, it's still not necessarily a fun process.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, it sounds like it's a good time to ask for help.
0: Excellent time to ask for help. So you will be repatterning the group's energy about being able to do so. And at the end of your repatterning, most of most of you on this call should feel
2: considerably uh, more able to ask for help and to receive it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Waiting for James to come. Back online with us here.
2: Here I am. How
0: was that?
1: Excellent, excellent, very, very useful. Oh, good. Yes, yes. The saga continues here on Earth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward
0: to the repatterning on that. Boy, that's that. Just, just channeling that guy. Activated my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes. All righty. So let's move into the repatterning portion of the call. And as I mentioned earlier, there were a number of people that contacted me that said they couldn't be on the call, but they wanted to be proxied in. So I am going to include them. Also, I am including people
0: who can ask for help. That's pretty cool.
1: Right, right. Mm -hmm. I'm also including people who are listening to the recording. This is a good time to set your intention to be included in this session. And everybody who's on the call, I'm going to ask your permission as well. May I include you in the group energy field for this repatterning? And you can say yes if you'd like to be included. Alrighty, so the resonance repatterning process is a way to identify and shift energy patterns. So it's like flicking switches, turning on the energy around the positive patterns, whether it's positive intentions, um, positive emotions, a different perception, a higher, uh, a higher perspective. And turning off the energy around the negative patterns this could be it could be fears it could be limiting beliefs negative emotions it could be earlier experiences whether from this life or a past life so let's see what we need to do tonight Um, so I'm just tapping into the groups field and seeing what we need to do here to start so at this time would it be best for us to just move into the session and see what comes up? Yes. Okay, so we don't need to gather any more information at this time. Okay, so it's best for us to start with something from orientation. Problems into opportunities. Yes. Okay, so we're going to be looking, um, looking at this from the perspective of a problem. And so that's one of the things that, I think the repatterning process does really well in that sometimes when we are looking for positive change, we have a tendency to only want to look at the positive, which is good because you do want to focus on the positive. However, you also want to take into account the shadow. So, and when you are able to bring your shadow aspects into the light, then you're able to integrate your shadow and you have more spectrum of of choice, more availability of, um, of strengths and qualities available to you. So that's one of the things I like about the repatterning process. Sometimes we might look at something from the negative perspective, bringing the shadow to light and shifting out of that perspective. So th- I guess that's what we're going to do tonight. So, So let me ask you this question. So what's the problem that you face around asking for help? And if you're in the chat room, you can just type in your response in the chat room. If you're on the phone, you can raise your hand by pressing star 8. So what is the problem you have with asking for help? Anybody like to weigh in on this? Okay, so we've got... Uh, so um, guess nine says uh, they're afraid that someone would think that they don't know what they're doing, that they're a fraud. Guess five says people yell at me and say that I should handle it myself. Others interpret you as needy, Leanne says. Okay. So we've also got um, Rhode Island here. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hi. Hi, who's yes. this? My name's Kim. Hi, hey, Kim. Hi. So, yeah. Um, so definitely, if I could trust the person with... A problem or my need and um, if, especially going for spiritual help, if the person is, is a fraud or can I rely on, you know, them being in tune with spirit and is it um, a good thing or are they just really, you know, <laughs> pulling things out of the air? <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, so it sounds like what you're describing is, Maybe not trusting that the person is actually competent. They are who they say they are. They can do what they say they can do. Yeah, and, yeah. And maybe feeling um, maybe they're not uh, in in integrity. Right, right. Okay, great. Exactly. Thank you for that. Yeah, good. So let's get it all out there. Fabulous. Thank you. Okay, so uh, guess six says, um, afraid I'll be denied and lose a friendship by asking. Right. So there's the old abandonment. Afraid I'll be abandoned. I'll lose my friend. Uh, Guest 12 says, I have too many problems. I'm trying to juggle and I can't confide as much as I wish. So I'm putting all of this into the mix here. So Leanne says she's recently lost a close friendship because uh, the person is a driver and moves faster than she does. So she's wondering how to interpret that. Yeah. So maybe not being on the same page energetically or moving at different a different pace. You're out of sync, right? So let's see here what we need. So at this time, there's any more information we need around um, answering the question? No, okay. So we need, to, uh, we need to identify a primary here, yes, okay. So it's, um, it's something from afraid that um, you'll be perceived as not knowing what you're doing, being perceived as a fraud, Afraid that people are going to yell at you, say you should handle it yourself. So I'm, I'm checking through here using the muscle checking, tapping into the group field to see what's the primary pattern that we need to identify here. Um, being seen as needy, uh, not trusting that the person is competent. Okay, so that's part of it. So that's uh, what Kim had put into the mix. Um, that abandonment issue, afraid I'll be denied and lose a friendship, yes, gotta put that into the mix as well, okay um, too many problems trying to juggle and not being able to confide as much as you'd like um recently lost the friendship no, okay, so we got we got it here, so um. So the best way to word this is, I do not trust that the help is competent. Yes. And the helper, I do not trust that the helper is competent and in integrity. That's what we're going to do.
2: That's the best way to word it. Yes.
1: So, so say so repeat after me, say I do not trust that the helper is competent and in integrity.
0: I do not trust that the helper is competent and
1: in integrity. Yeah, we're resonating with that. And we're going to check this one. Say, I'm afraid I will be denied and lose a friendship by asking for help. So we'll check that. So say that. I am afraid I will be denied.
0: Afraid I will be
1: denied. And lose a friendship by asking for help. Yeah, that is resonating as well. Okay. So now, I'm going to check here to see. There's, so what's the negative feeling associated with asking for help? How does this make you feel? Lonely. That's it. I feel lonely and alone. Yeah. There's another negative feeling that we need to identify. No. So that's it. So say, I feel lonely and alone. I feel
0: lonely and alone.
1: Yeah, that is resonating. Nice to get this out, get this shifted. Okay, so now there's something from this question that we need to ask. Yeah. So now the question is, why do you feel that you have this problem asking for help? Why is it so hard to trust? And why are we afraid that we will be denied or abandoned? Why do we have this problem? So again, if you're um, on the phone and you want to weigh in, you can press star 8. That will raise your hand. If you're in the chat room, you can type it in. I'm just going to also just take a little pause here and see what the group field is revealing here. So asking for help is bad. That's what I've got. That's what came up here. There's another something more we need to identify. Yeah, okay. So why else do we have this problem? Oh, I expect rejection. Yes. I expect abuse. Yes. Shame. I'm a screw up. Good. We got all of these. So let me uh put these here. Okay, so we need all of these. Yeah, okay. Is something more? No. All right, we got it here. Great. I'm just going to check in here. Hello, who is this? This, this is Christina. Is Christina. Yeah. Yes, um, I don't like bothering other people. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think if I ask for help, I'll be bothering them.
1: Right. Excellent. Good. Good insight. Thank you. And Kim, you there?
2: What you got? Hello. Yes.
1: Hi. Um. Maybe that your confidence that you place in this person will be betrayed. And it's it's family conditioning also not to um, make your business known
2: to other people. Um, Yeah. Mm. Maybe that.
1: I can relate. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Awesome. All right, so let's see what we've got here. So um, so we're going to check all of these, yes. So um, we need to check these all separately. We do, yeah. So say, asking for help is bad.
0: Asking for help is bad.
1: Yeah, that is resonating. Say, I'm a screw-up.
0: I'm a screw-up.
1: That is resonating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel ashamed.
0: I feel ashamed.
1: Yeah, that is on. Wow. Say I expect rejection.
0: I expect rejection.
1: Yeah, that is on. Say I expect abuse.
0: I expect
1: abuse. Yes, that is on. Say I bother people when I ask for by I bother people by asking for help.
0: I bother people by asking for help.
1: Yeah, that's on. And say, I'll be betrayed.
2: I will be betrayed.
1: Yeah, that is resonating. And say, I can't make my business known to others.
0: I can't make my business known to others.
1: That is on. Say, it's dangerous to confide in others.
2: It's dangerous to confide in others.
1: Yeah, that is resonating. Whoo right.
0: Boy, these will be nice to shut all this mess off.
1: I'll say. All right. So let's see, there's anything that we need to look at from any of this? Yeah, okay. So um, we need to look at an area of stress, a habit. It's a brain area. So there's also a brain area that we need to identify. So the brain area. Let's see here. So that's one of the things about the repatterning process. It really is comprehensive and works in so many different aspects and patterns. So the brain area is something here from one through five. Number one, two, three, four. So this is in the prefrontal cortex. Issues manifest as poor concentration and hyperactivity. That's the prefrontal cortex. And I think this goes to what um, somebody mentioned, that they're just juggling so much, they don't even know where to start. Um feels like that's what maybe this is getting at. This, hard to sort of sort out all of the issues It's all jumbled up into one
0: well time's speeding up so fast that, that it's you know one of the hard things to ask for help is you, you know you don't even know what to ask for help about because you're so you know you're so busy you, you got such a load on it.
1: right right and this, that's what uh That's what guest 12 said, too many problems I'm trying to juggle. Mm. Yeah, how do you sort it all out? Where do you even begin? So prefrontal cortex. So let's see what we need here. So we need to turn off the non-coherent aspect involved, yes. And it's something here from one through five, number six. It's the first one, it's the second So, say, I am hyperactive.
2: I am hyperactive. That is on.
1: See, I have ADD.
2: I have ADD.
1: Yeah, that's on. All righty. There's something more from the free, prefrontal cortex that we need to identify. Yes. It's a negative aspect. It's a positive. So there's a positive pattern that we need to switch on here. And it's something here from number one, number two, number three. The first, it's the second. So this is, I think, before I act or speak. So, repeat after me. Say, I think before I act or speak.
2: I think before I act or speak.
1: Yeah, that's not resonating right now. So, there's anything more from the brain areas? No. There's something that we need to look at. From a brain wave? Yes. All right. So now we're going to work with a brain wave. So the brain wave that we need is in the beta, alpha, theta, theta waves. Now we've got Dawn on the line who is a theta healer. Um, So four cycles per second. Five cycles per second, yes. The decimal is needed. The first digit is zero through five, six, seven, eight. The next digit is zero through five, it's zero. So, theta waves are very um, deep sleep, trance states, beyond the pain threshold, deep healing, super learning. Those are theta waves. And so, let's see where we need the theta waves so this is um the area of the brain is in number one, number two, so it's it's in the limbic system which has to do with feelings, emotions, and it's something here from number one number two. so this is in the thalamus, so the thalamus is it's like a signal station. That evaluates incoming sensory signals and then rechannels them to the appropriate appropriate areas of the cerebral hemispheres. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the call: how sometimes, based on our patterns and our earlier experiences, we might even filter out um, coherent images. Uh, we might filter out um, available help. We might not even see it. It's not even part of our world view, our our perception. So I think that um, the theta waves in the thalamus are going to help to sort of bring some calm to the thalamus, so that the the signals that we're receiving actually get um, get sort of channeled to the appropriate brain areas so that we can um, notice in our environment where is the help and receive that help. So let's check our theta wave. So say 5.80 cycles per second.
0: 5.80 cycles per second.
1: In my thalamus.
0: In my thalamus
1: check that umbilically. Alright, so actually there's a specific area that is needing this. How very interesting. So this is a specific check. So so we're getting um we're getting very specific here with this pattern of asking for help. So where are we not resonating with this? So this is um it's in an area the areas one through five, it's number one in the chakras. Okay, so we need to look at the root chakra. Yeah. Root chakra. So that's like uh basic life needs, survival, family kind of stuff. So root chakra, any other chakras? We need to know the level on that. One through five, number one, number two. So checking the root chakra on the emotional level, and we need to check an age. We don't. All right. So checking the root chakra on the emotional level, say 5.80 cycles per second.
0: 5.80 cycles per second.
1: In my thalamus.
2: In my thalamus.
1: Yeah. We're not resonating with that. That is off. Oh, I have a feeling when we switch this on, we're going to sleep well tonight.
0: That'll be nice.
1: After that full moon, right? Yeah. All right, just having a little sip of water here. So let's go to the modalities here. We're coming to the end of our time together, so let's go to the modalities. So the modality that would be most beneficial for us to shift these patterns is something from this index, yes. So with the repatterning process is a synthesis of lots of different healing systems, and there are all different ways that we can shift our energy. And, of course, the best way to to find out what's the most effective way that we can shift these patterns is to just ask the group field, and use the muscle checking. So we have a list of options here. It's something from part A, part B, part C. So this is something from color and light. And it's something here from one through five, number one, number two, number three, number four. Oh, activating peripheral soft focus vision. So, interesting, we've been talking about what we're able to filter in, what we're able to perceive, whether we recognize the help that's available. And so, this activating peripheral soft-focused vision, um, what this does is is it activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which allows for relaxation and for relationship bonding. It enables you to have a broad, global perspective, to be in touch with your feelings, and to see movement rather than sharp details. So I see this as um, certainly the relationship and the relaxation part of it uh, definitely going to help us to feel safe, connecting to our needs, our feelings, and reaching out to others, asking for help. All right. So this is this is a kind of a fun modality. It's really simple to do, and it's also quite powerful. So what you're going to do is, if you're wearing glasses or contact lenses, you can take those off, and you look straight ahead. So your head is um, it's just straight, looking straight ahead, and your eyes are straight ahead. And what you're going to do is, you're going to Bend your elbows so that your hands are on either side of your head, on either side of your face. And, and you wiggle your fingers so that out of the corner of your eyes you can see your fingers wiggling. Okay, that's your peripheral vision. Remember to breathe as you do this. And so you can start so you can see your fingers quite clearly out of the corners of your your eyes as you're looking straight ahead. And then you move your fingers back a little bit, just sort of widening the field of your peripheral vision. As you do this. So we're opening up the scope of our perception so that we can see sources of help. We can recognize helpful people. We can discern who is competent, who is not. And you can move your fingers and your hands sort of closer to your your face and further away, just sort of playing with that field of vision there. And if you're in a place where this is not um, feasible for you to do this modality, that's okay, too, because we can do it for you by proxy. That's the beauty of working in a group. The group energy supports you, and working by proxy, I can do this for you on your behalf, and you receive the benefits. How cool is that? Okay.
2: That is complete. Yes. (gasps) Nice big yawn. Nice big release.
1: (sighs) All right. So just check in and just notice how that feels. So working by proxy is kind of a cool um it's kind of a cool way to work talking about receiving help because it's sort of the direct opposite of I have to do it all by myself. It's when you when you do this work by proxy you allow me to do the session for you on your behalf. Mm. I just realized that. All right. That's
2: pretty
1: good. Right. So there's another modality that we need at this time. No. Okay. So now we're going to go back and recheck the statements to confirm what has shifted. And so I'm going to ask you again to to repeat these statements. And just notice what it feels like this time. Compare it to what it felt like before we uh, we did the session, okay? before we did the modality. So repeat after me. Say, I do not trust that the helper is competent and in integrity.
0: I do not trust that the helper is competent and in integrity.
1: And that is off, not resonating with that.
0: That was a big fat off. Ouch.
1: I feel that in my hips. It feels like there's like more energy flowing through my hips now.
2: <laughs> nice. Well, that's your manifestation circuit.
1: Right, yes. Right. Okay, say, I am afraid I will be denied and lose a friendship by asking for help.
2: I will be denied
1: friendship, and that is off. We are not resonating with that nice, and say I feel lonely and alone. I feel
0: lonely and alone
1: great, that is not resonating that is off, oh nice. Say, asking for help is bad.
0: Asking for help is bad.
1: Yeah, that's off. Nice. How'd that feel? Say, I'm a screw-up. I'm a screw-up. Yeah, that's off. Good. (laughs) Say, I feel ashamed.
2: I feel ashamed.
1: That is off. Say, I expect rejection.
2: I expect rejection.
1: Good, that's off. you. Say, I expect abuse.
0: I expect abuse.
1: That is off. Not resonating with that anymore. Nice. Say, I bother people by asking for help.
2: I bother people by asking for help. Yeah, that
1: is off. Good. And say, I'll be betrayed.
2: I will be betrayed.
1: Yeah, that is not resonating anymore. Say, I can't make my business known to others.
0: I uh, can't make my business known to others.
1: Yay, that is off. Nice. Say, it's dangerous to confide in others.
0: It's dangerous to confide in
1: others. Yeah, that's off. That could be a karmic pattern. Mm. And now we're checking the prefrontal cortex. Say, I am hyperactive.
0: I am hyperactive.
1: Yeah, that's not resonating anymore. Say, I have ADD.
0: I have
2: A B D.
1: Yeah, that's off. Nice. And this is the positive aspect that we need. Say, I think before I act or speak.
2: I think
0: before I act or, or speak.
1: Good, that is resonating. Awesome, awesome. And this is the theta wave. So we're checking the root chakra on the emotional level. Say five point eight oh cycles per second.
0: Five point eight oh cycles per second.
1: In my thalamus.
0: In my thalamus.
1: Good, that is on. We are resonating with that. Awesome. Alright, so everybody just take a couple of breaths.
0: Wow, that was big.
1: Let all that sorta of integrate I, and settle I in. I
0: feel lighter and happier. Nice. Like big burden was lifted
1: good good yeah so just notice how you feel now my body feels a lot looser that's great good all righty so well thank you everybody um i'm going to open up the lines um if you have any questions or if you'd like to share your experience or any comments Um, us all. Um, if you have any background noise, you can press star six. So uh, yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. Do you have any thing you'd like to share? Hello? Yes. I just I wanted to say thank you. I needed that. I had no idea how much I needed this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, until you feel lighter and cleaner, it's like, oh man, you know, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how much I needed either myself.
1: So, and I, and I feel, I feel like, oh my God, somebody cares. <laughs> you know, like I have permission now. So thank you. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That was great. Yeah, that's lovely. Great. What's your name? Gina. Gina, fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Trish says uh, she started her new job today. Have to ask for help. Thanks. I feel energy running from my crown to my feet. Beautiful, Trish. All right. Lovely. Yeah. Good luck on the new job. Excellent. Ah, you don't need luck. You got it. (laughs) You're competent. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. So we'll be going to be back next month on first Monday of the month. That's gonna be June already. Mm. Yeah, wasn't it that. just Christmas? <laughs> yeah, June first. We'll be back doing it all again. So great! Thank you, everybody. Beautiful. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. And um, the listening link is the the uh, playback link is the same as the listening link. So if you need to go back and and listen again, um, you can just click that same link that I sent you in the email. If you're not on um, the email list for the calls, you can go to my website at the Gateway to Grace under Events and get on the list there, or you can contact us in our Facebook group, Gateway to Grace on Facebook. All right, thanks so much, everybody. I'm going to end the recording. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for joining in.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.